Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Trying to just grab all, grab all the bags, as the kids say. Is that how they say it? I don't know. Whatever. You're taking shots at the unathletic, arthritic, <laughs> old alligator? I can't find anything now. I'm a feeble old buffoon. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Rolling into the 5 o'clock hour. We're getting ready for Super Bowl 56. Adam Hill is on Radio Row in L.A. We'll wrangle up some more guests. I think we're going to get one of the uh, UFC fighters on in the middle of the hour. We've also got Willie hanging out, giving out prizes at our Thursday home all year long, Silver 7s and uh, I'm on the road, actually, in Boise, Idaho, getting ready for uh, Boise State and your Running Rebels. That's coming up tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, our time in Las Vegas. Before we get to the Big Five, giveaway time. Two tickets, a nine-inch nail, September 15th, Zappos Theater, Planet Hollywood. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. You can grab them on your own at Ticketmaster.com. These are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, and they're, uh, they're here at Trent Reznor and Company on September 15th at Planet Hollywood. Nine Inch Nails, two tickets. Talk to Ari, call her 7364-1100. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. All right, let's throw out some uh, basic. I like these, though. Some basic talking points about Super Bowl 56. First of all, who was under more pressure, Adam Hill, the Rams or the Bengals? I think this one's easy. Uh, Rams, easy. Yeah. Although there, there's a case to be made. It's like the Rams for obvious reasons. I mean, they've gone all in. We've talked about that a lot. Although they really kind of haven't. They've done a really good job stockpiling later round picks, and they've hit pretty well on them. So, you know, they haven't gone as all in as the narrative would suggest. But they've gone right. all in on first round picks for sure. But you could also make the case that there is pressure on the Bengals. I mean, obviously it's in a different way. But look how good the AFC is. Look at yep. all the unbelievable talent that is coming around in the AFC. And we've talked about this time and time again. The Bengals are here because they have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Like, this might not have happened if they had already paid Joe Burrow and you can't have all the talent stockpiled at other positions. So there is a window. I mean, their window's early because it's only a second year. They've got a couple years left on that deal. But these other teams have already paid their quarterbacks, so... It's a little bit different. So there is some pressure to get it done because who knows when they're going to be back with all that. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be there every year. And right. let's not forget, the Bengals were getting blown off the field by the Chiefs last week to the point where there was all kinds of jokes and memes and, and all kinds of stuff about how boring the game was when it was a blowout. They made a nice rally, but that doesn't happen very often. So it's going to be tough for them to get back to this situation. So there is a little bit of pressure. Willie, more pressure, Rams, Bengals. I think there's more pressure on the Rams because the Rams made this big push toward the, you know, in, in bringing everybody in. They brought Stafford in, then they bring in the additions during the season. And, yeah, the Bengals, you know, they're, they're going to have a tough time with what they see in the AFC, but nobody expected them to be there either. So I, don't, I can't stand the phrase, you know, well, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, they do. They have the Super Bowl to lose. But... They also have an upside to their future, whereas the Rams put a lot at all costs to win this year. I think the pressure's on the Rams to win. 
Yeah, I actually liked uh, Adam's rationale uh, going back to managing your roster in that the clock is ticking on the small deal for Burrow right now. And here's the deal. The Rams will keep doing this. They will keep, you know, oh, what are they doing? They're busting through the cap. They're crazy. They're just going to keep doing it because there is no salary cap because the Rams don't care. They're going to keep spending money. The Bengals, on the other hand, if the Bengals don't win a Super Bowl while Joe Burrow is not making $45 million a year, you think Mike Brown and company are going to do what the Rams do and bust through the cap every year to keep, you know, attempting to win? I don't believe they're going to do that. So in a weird way, they do have a smaller window uh, because I just don't trust that they're going to be a top-notch organization when it comes to absolute dedication to winning. Number four. All right, so what are we all watching on TV? Any breaks at all, Adam? Are you starting to watch anything? Have you? Uh, I, I actually, you know what's funny is I texted you last night. I'm like, there's another show based on autism and Asperger's that you're gonna love. I'm sure I'll watch it. Okay, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get there. I'm stockpiling so many things. Uh, we were talking to some some actors today that were telling me they're on shows, and they're like, "Oh, you're really gonna like it." And I'm like. Okay, I, like I'm going to add to this list now. Uh, it's getting longer and longer for the off season. It's going to be. There's going to be. Listen, the the physical exhaustion of getting through all these shows in the off season is going to be tough. Yeah, uh, it's going to be rough for you. It's going to be are really you, rough for you. So, uh, you just chat up are, celebrities, or did you actually sit down with them and 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 do an interview? They chat him up. A little bit of both. Okay. Um, when you sat down with, uh, it was Joe Montana, right? That you sat down with. It's not the only one. Okay. What'd you What'd you talk about? Uh, you know, what show did you talk about with Joe? I mean, I. It's a It's a play that he's doing. Okay. I wanna, that I want to go see. Um, also, All he. Right. Uh, I also got it wrong because he was directing it, and I thought he was acting in it. I really blundered that one. Are you? By the way, are, are you hearing this? Yeah, what is going on? It's like I, it sounds like a freaking tackling or like a, like a shooting contest. No, it's actually it's people cheering. So no, yeah. I don't know how this happened. Uh, nobody's allowed in here except for the media. Uh, a certain radio show, Steve, that I'm obsessed with, and I'll stop mentioning it, decided that they were going to bring their host and all of their producers back to their booth and do a karaoke contest. And oh, they nice. got a bunch of fans from outside to come cheer them on. That's awesome. Which is cool, but the main host, I guess, wasn't you know he wasn't going to lose this, so he brought in some help. So he he just did back to back songs, and he brought out Wiz Khalifa to do the songs with him. It's kind of an edge. So Wiz Khalifa is doing karaoke to his own songs, like thirty feet away <laughs> from me. Which is unbelievable. And there's like 100 oh my fans God. there cheering. This is awesome. And we have to point out that. And it looks like AJ Hawk will be up next on karaoke. So I am giving away now. Is the Pat McAfee show that's doing it. Uh, AJ Hawk is going to do some song. I don't know what. I don't know if he's going to bring out a celebrity to do the song with him. It's nuts down here. Radio Row is crazy. This and is I, the worst thing that could ever happen, Willie. Because if. Someone has a man crush on Pat McAfee. That someone is Adam Hill. This is just going to drive him even wilder. Well, this whole day, Adam has been perplexed, flummoxed. He doesn't know whether he's a journalist or a fan. He's 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 in the same room as Snoop, 
Mary, Dr. Dre. Now he's watching Wiz, Pat yeah. McAfee, yeah. and he's, he's got. And I will give you got to give Adam props on a day like today. He's got the perfect shirt on. True. One of the, ori- the, original, the originators of hip-hop. So, three of the originators of hip-hop. Oh, I thought he had the perfect gym shirt on. No, no. Run DMC. <laughs> He's got a Run DMC shirt on. Well, I, I wish I would have worn a Wiz Khalifa shirt at this point. Well, no, I, think, I think it still shows respect to the hip-hop sure. culture, though. I think so. So I'll, I'll bring it back quickly to what I was busting you on, Adam, because I don't think you realize. When you talk to Joe Montaigne, he's actually on that show I suggested last night. Oh, really? Yeah, but you I haven't know, seen it. No. Yeah, it's called As We See It on, uh, on I think it's on Amazon. So by, the way, cool. Willie, of, by the way, one of Joe Montaigne's uh, best roles ever is an NBA referee in Forget Paris. Willie, did you... Did you finally jump on Euphoria? I did today. Threw it on in the background while I was working and doing some writing just to see if it would, if it, if it distracts me enough from work, then I know I can go back to it to keep me in tune, and I'm definitely in. Uh, wow. Wait, hold on. You got in on Steve's recommendation before mine? No, I'm, no. Oh, I'm already a season and a half into Eastbound and Down. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're dedicated, I texted man. you. You know better than I texted you. I was <laughs> you like, dude, did. that's my guy. You did. Kenny Powers. This is uh, Kenny Powers is my guy. So no, uh, uh, and you know who made a cameo in 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 this in this uh, what is it? I think it's episode two and four, season one, uh, season two is uh, Minka Kelly. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's good. No, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in on you for in the off season too. I'm gonna be yeah. there. Yeah, I'm I'll definitely. I'll be getting there on Euphoria. I'll be getting on Eastbound. I'm going to finish up Eastbound. Now. It's, it's, it's really been. It's been. Oh, 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 oh. By the way, because Adam said, "What are you doing? What's what's the deal? How come you haven't uh, Cobra Kai? I, I'm I'm three episodes into that too. So I got three. I got three shows going. I feel, definitely feel like I usually it's restricted. Adam knows this. One show cardio day. Now I'm three shows deep. Willie is writing. He's watching shows, he's working out, and he's thinking of radio topics. So out of euphoria, you were asking me, your question was what? Would you rather be in high school now, now that you've seen euphoria, or are you cool with what happened in the 80s and 90s when you were in high school? Yeah, that's what I was. I put out there for everybody. What's your answer? Oh, I think I'm cool with, with the age. I'm cool with back then. I, I would like to take back a little bit of what I know now, and not from the like the show Euphoria, but I would take I would like right. to take a little knowledge back. But I think I would rather be back then because yeah, I, I don't think I feel that like I, you already you li- you lived the '80s version and '90s version of Euphoria. That was you. Not in high school. In high school, I was a schnook. I, <laughs> I was, I was, you know, I, I had to leave town for, for a few years. Uh oh. All right. Number three. Number three. James Harden traded today for Ben Simmons. We've all thought about it more and more. So Philly, Philly has now gone from 14 to 1 to 7 to 1 to win the title. The Nets have actually dropped a little bit with Ben Simmons. So does that indicate who won the deal, Adam? Not necessarily. I mean, first of all, who won the deal? Uh, just got the update. Clearly, James Harden won the deal because Wawa's sending him tweets to come experience their their locations. Oh boy! How quickly do you transition from uh, being a big strip club guy to just a hardcore Wawa guy? 
Oh, you could be both. You leave the club at like 3 a.m. and go straight to Wawa? That's a good that's, point. That's living. You can living. be, that's you can uh, be versatile. Let me, let me just correct. You you never stop being a strip club guy. You just go on break. If you like, if you were to like, if you're like, oh, I used to go. Well, I used to be a. No, 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 no. You always are. Adam and I have had this conversation. You always you, are. You always are a strip club guy. But now, like, now I. It's, it's all Adam. Adam's the aficionado. But doesn't mean I don't know. We're always going to be strip club. What a badge of honor. <laughs> I mean, this Very is, proud of you. This is trade talk? Is that where we're getting? We're getting to trade talk right now? Yeah. I th- Number two. <laughs> Do the trade talk, Adam. No, I think, I, I, I think one of the reasons for that is that uh, to some people, it looks like Phil, the the Nets are playing maybe for the future a little bit. I don't think that's the case. And I think in Philly, it's always kind of been looked at as men. They didn't have anybody, by the way. Ben Simmons wasn't playing for them. So clearly their odds are going to get better to win the championship when they actually have somebody who's going to take the floor with them. Coming up, we'll finish up the uh, Big Five. got to get into what's going on lately with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think there's uh, more word from Camp Carr on uh, what Derek is looking for and what Derek Carr's future is with the Raiders. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. He has been as sharp as I've ever seen him play, and I was questioning him. I was like, I don't know if it was Stafford or if it was Detroit. And now with the right pieces around him, it's, it's impressive to see this young man display his talent on the stages that he has. I'm looking forward to watching him in the Super Bowl. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. There he is, Rams legend Marshall Falk. Kind of disappeared from the scene, the uh, TV scene recently, but talking about Matt Stafford. Willie Ramirez, Silver Sevens. Adam Hill is at LA's Radio Row getting all crazy because his boy Pat McAfee is doing a, uh, a wild and woolly show. We want to remind you, Silver Sevens is a great spot to hang out on Sunday for the big game. You get there one uh, through the beginning of the game, 1 to 3.30. You just have to earn 77 points with your A-play card playing the games there, and you get a uh, Silver Sevens big game shirt. Bottles of Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra during the game, just 77 cents, and then they've got a uh, food special. 777, two hot dogs, two bags of chips, a big 22 ounce draft, Bud, Bud Light, or Mick Ultra. Again, that's just 777. So watch the game down at Silver Sevens on Flamingo and Paradise. Guys, before we get back to football, I wanted to get your take on uh, what the last couple of nights look like for the Vegas Golden Knights and now this break. First. Why such a big difference in the results the last two nights? I know Mark Stone, you know, was out, but what the hell happened, Willie? I just think they fell flat, to be quite honest with you. I think they, you know, you get up for a team like Edmonton that early in the season was leading and all the speed that it brings, and I I just think that it fell flat, to be honest with you. I think they just, you know, second of back-to-back nights. Calgary came in firing away, and... After the first couple goals, it was it was pretty much a wrap. I, I don't I don't really look at it like a slight to the Golden Knights, like there's something wrong. I just you know, and they're generally a team that gets a little energetic, a little fired up on the second of back to back nights. You can expect a little more competitiveness from them, but 
Um, you know, this is a team that was going to have all of February off. It didn't. It lucked out in not having a lot of makeup games um, from cancellations earlier in the season. They had four for February, two on the road, two at home. And so they got those two out of the way. Maybe just being on the road and knowing that they only got a couple more left before they can take an extended time off, that being next week. So I, 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 just, I just think it was a flat spot is all. Yeah, I mean, to me it was – it was a really weird spot on the schedule, for one thing. And you second half of back-to-back, and you're right, they usually do pretty well in them, but not always. And I think a lot of teams, you see a letdown. Uh, but to me, it's more just that weird spot on the schedule. If you've got these two games back-to-back all by themselves, and you're looking at it as, hey, we got to get two points, whether it's you know overtime loss, overtime loss, or uh, something along those lines, win one, lose one, you've got to get two points. And I think once they got the two points, it was like – all right. Not that you ever look at it that way, but especially you get you get the two points, you fall behind early the next night, you have no legs, no energy, four shots on goal in the first period, and you're like, all right, this is probably not going to be a win. And there's really no difference between losing one nothing and six nothing. Right. It's I don't think it's a big deal. They're still up there. They're still up there. They're enjoying the sights of Alberta before they come back. They got time before Wednesday's game. We got a couple of Raiders updates to get to. Adam can you give us some clarity on what's going on with the secondary slash DB's coach situation? Is it two different positions? What's the deal here? I think they're kind of working that out. I think that, you know, there's there's a lot of different teams, if you look around, have, you know, passing passing defense coordinator instead of secondary coach, special teams, right. excuse me, uh, those sorts of things. Like, it's broken down. There's cor- Some teams have cornerback coach and safeties coach. Um, it's, it's, all di- it's always different. Um, and I think that they're just kind of trying to organize the staff, and they're d- determining, uh, to me, uh, one of the things I was kind of told was, we're not really going to care who's where. Like, we're just going to get the best coaches we possibly can and then figure out where they're going to go. And it's not like we're going to go say, hey, we got to go find out who this guy's going to be. We, gotta, we need a, a secondary coach. It's, hey, if we find a corners coach and a safeties coach, that's fine. Uh, we just want the best coaches we possibly can have in the building, and it seems like they're doing a pretty good job putting that staff together. Interesting note from Camp Carr is uh, David Carr speaking on behalf of just this randomness. He doesn't he doesn't really he's not representing Derek Carr when he goes and talks about these things. Uh, but he said the other day on NFL Network that uh, well about Josh McDaniels and the hire. He said his brother loves it. He loves Josh's system. He's been a big fan of what Josh McDaniels has done for a long time and the Patriot way. What do you make of that one, Adam? <laughs> I I did see uh, David uh, yes. walking by earlier. He he was right next to our table for a few seconds, and I was going to ask him to unfollow me on Twitter, uh, or excuse me, to unblock me on Twitter. I should yes, say yes, yes, yes. Uh, I didn't. Um, who knows? Who? I mean, obviously, everything that they say is with intent. And there's reasons they put it out there, and um, they're trying to send messages. Uh, we know what the message was a couple weeks ago. It was, hey, if I don't like what you do, you might as well move on from me. Now it's, hey, we like we like this coaching staff. Maybe we're going to say, who knows? Who knows? No, it's no wonder that Derek Carr just stays silent once the season ends and he's been nowhere to be doesn't found. doesn't have he, to. He made it, yeah, he doesn't have to. I mean, if David Carr would just go about his business without talking about his brother, then maybe – you know, the media would get a comment after, you know, from the captain 
from the quarterback has been it for eight years maybe we get a comment after a, a major coaching change has taken place but we don't need that because david takes care of it his pr guy oh wow a little salty a little willy saltiness yeah i didn't write any of the stories for for uh on those coaching changes that, that was handled by my colleague so i don't really care i'm just saying you know david carr seems to be the mouthpiece for Derek. So why does Derek need to? He can just enjoy the offseason, enjoy his family, relax. Maybe maybe he's putting 5 a.m. workouts in with uh, Hunter Renfro. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Let's do a giveaway right now. 364-1100, Caller number seven. We've got awesome, awesome uh, tickets here. Really a, pa- a pass for four at uh, Crazy Horse 3, our good friends right there on Russell, the closest place to party after uh, LVR games is also one of the better places to watch SB56. Crazy Horse 3, here's what we're going to hook you up with. Caller 7, 364-1100-364-1100. This is awesome. If you don't have Super Bowl plans yet, uh, this is where you can watch the big game. You get free entry for you and four people. You get a table. You get free parking. There's an open bar, and it's unlimited food. At Crazy Horse 3, we're talking about a $500 value here, and Ari's going to hook you up. Caller 7, 364-1100 is the number. On the way back, we'll actually get into a little fighting. There's so many different people, sports figures, walking around Radio Row in L.A., and Adam's going to sit down with one of the stars of the UFC, Juliana Pena. Sign up for an A-Play card and unlock some great food specials at the Sterling Spoon Cafe at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Down here, Radio Row in Los Angeles, getting ready for the Super Bowl. And sure, there's a lot of football players around here, but I think people know a little bit that listen to the show. I now cover the Raiders, but for most of my journalistic career, covered the UFC. And I have a special place in my heart for fighters, for sure. And Juliana Pena sits down with us. First of all, just how you doing? Hi, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It, it's good to have you here. I'm going to start off by making two statements to you. Okay. One, time on The Ultimate Fighter. I did guarantee publicly that you would be a champion one day. So I, I'm very happy about that. But two, I absolutely picked Amanda Nunez to beat you. <laughs> Two very different things. That's okay. I, 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 I'm not holding it uh, personally against you. But if I would have known, I definitely wouldn't have been doing this interview. <laughs> uh, well, I no, I'm, predict, kidding, I'm kidding. I did predict that you would be a champion one day. So, yes. And you have a belt on your shoulder right now. Yes, I do. I mean, has it sunk in yet at this point? It had to have. I mean, I think it's definitely sunk in right now. I walked into this media room like, holy cats, I can't believe there's this much media coverage for the Super Bowl. But I'm not surprised. And uh, I'm not surprised that you counted me out either. A lot of people did. And uh, that's the beauty of this sport. The machine can, you know, get in people's heads and make them think that the person that they're promoting is, you know, uh, God's gift to this green earth. But uh, I'm here to uh, shut that all down and let them know that I'm the real deal Holyfield out there. There you go. So it turned, I, I, I will give you my thought of where it turned. And I'll, I will, I will, I will see what you think about this. But I was actually watching the fight back again a couple times, and I saw myself. I'm like, the second second person behind the cage, I can see my face watching it. And there's a couple times when I thought Amanda hit you, okay, and it didn't do anything. Yeah. And I think I saw my face in the crowd, like, oh. 
<laughs> oh, like th- is that is that how it went? Is, did you feel that? Uh, you yeah, know, uh, you're getting in a fist fight, and I'm expected to get hit. You know, like you're gonna get hit. It's a fist fight. Um, but you know, I can thank my older brother Jeff um, for getting me ready and conditioned <laughs> for that. He used to beat the crap out of me with these things called sock bombs, and he'd stuff all these socks into a gigantic tube sock and beat the holy living crap out of me. So <laughs> if you can take a you can take a, a punch from or a, a hit from a sock bomb, you can take a punch from another 135 pound girl. So it's it's no big deal for me. So following up after that moment, I thought late in the first round, it was over for her. Yeah, it was over. Yeah. like I, I I I'm watching in between rounds. I'm like I, this is done, and it's crazy that you know it changed so much at that point. Did you know sitting in between rounds? Are you just thinking my championship? Yeah, no, I knew going into the fight that I was going to walk away with the belt at the end of the night. I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know what round, but I knew that, you know, come come hell or high water, I was absolutely <laughs> getting to walk away with that belt. However, at the end of the first round, I was supremely confident that I was going to win this fight, and there was absolutely nothing that was going to deny me. And uh, that was probably due to the straight arm lock and, and me attacking the Kimura and just being confident in the fact that I had prepared for this fight for, you know, nine months. I was ready to go. It's a fight that I've been wanting for, for five years, over five years. And so I was just confident that no matter where it took place or, or where it would go, that I was going to be walking away the champion. Juliana Pena joins us. UFC champion Juliana Pena. I think that's required by law. I just go by champ now. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, I mean, we're, we're talking about that fight going into it. I know you were confident. You were telling everybody you were going to win. Uh, as you point out, not a whole lot of people might have believed you, but you believed it. Did you bet on yourself? You were a massive underdog. Yes, I was a massive underdog, but no, uh, I am still a little bit unfamiliar with the way that betting works. I think, uh, you know, I, what is You're it like? like you got to bet one to win a hundred. You know, I, I'm I'm totally unfamiliar with the way that the betting stuff works, and I, that's not my gambit. I am not a gambler. <laughs> I can barely part with twenty dollars when I go to the casinos. I I let that gambling stuff go to the fans and everything like when somebody tries to talk about odds or when they try to talk about where I'm at in uh, in the books I literally say I don't want to hear it I don't want to know I don't care none of that stuff uh, matters to me and I don't let that play into my head at all um, I, I don't focus on the the betting line at all you're nine to one a thousand dollar bet would have paid nine thousand dollars isn't that nuts Crazy. and you lost and I so, didn't bet yeah. no I didn't bet on it I would have I might have you don't know but I did not yeah well you would have lost so the Rams are four and a half point favorites this week. I heard, uh, I heard that the Bengals were a little bit of an underdog, kind of like me. Sure. Yeah. So is that your team? Are you the underdog now? You're gonna now you're cheering for the other. No, underdog? it makes me feel really sad because I wasn't, you know, completely up to par with what's going on in the Super Bowl. All I knew is that I was going for the L.A. Rams. <laughs> so to hear that the Bengals were the underdogs, and I'm like, oh shoot, I should be gunning for the underdogs. But you know, I'm not gonna lie. I was on a Zoom call with Sean McVay a couple of months before my fight. He's a very close personal friend with Whoa. my agent Chad Bronstein, and uh, I'm super excited that he. He's like the youngest coach ever uh, in the NFL. And so for me, I definitely think I'm going for the Rams. But, you know, it's 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 cool to see that the underdogs and the Bengals are in there, too. You know, I have nothing against either team, but I, I'm leaning more towards the Rams. But may the best team win. We should mention Juliana will be coaching 
um, just like Sean McVay, you're going to get some advice on coaching. The Ultimate Fighter coming up, you are one of the coaches. Yes, yes. So we started filming two days ago. Today they're doing all their media shoots and getting all the pictures taken that they got to do for, for the show. Um, so I'm not missing any training, and, and I'll be back in Vegas tonight. Uh, but with that being said, yes, the filming is underway. I am the new coach of The Ultimate Fighter, season 30. I was on season 18, so now to see it coming full circle, we're at season 30. It's just a, a honoring and, and humbling experience, and it, it's really it's fun it's a fun time is this something you really wanted i mean obviously you mentioned you're on the show is this something you wanted to come back and coach and be a part of it again of course anybody that knows me knows i'm a little bit bossy and so for <laughs> me to have to be you know start running you know uh, karaoke backwards forwards you know no what are you doing that's uh that plays right into the who i am as a person and who i am in my spirit and i'm just like i've been waiting for this this time this entire time so i'm excited to be able to give back and and truly an honor honestly the success of my team and the success of my fighters and to kind of show them you know what worked for me what didn't work for me and to see them you know coming up as uh, the new crop of fighters in the UFC it's a really awesome experience and it's something that I, I don't want to take for granted and I, I've just always wanted to do it and now that it, it's here I'm just I'm so excited and then you get to beat Amanda again exactly is that are, is it 135 or 145 for 135 so you're gonna stay it's gonna be your belt it is my belt yeah so but like I'll ask you, I'll flip it. Can you name five featherweights at 145? Name five featherweights in the UFC division. I mean, that, that are still wanting to fight? Just name five. Name three. Name three. What are, what are, what are you what are you giving me over here? There's huh? none. There's none. <laughs> There's none. Everyone There's knows none. that okay. the real stuff and that, that the real deal is in the 135 pound division. There's it's, nobody it's, it's in the, the 145 pound division. Exactly. Sure. It's, 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 sure. it's a phantom division. There's well, no one in there. Win the title and drive it out of business. Then. That, no, that'd, that'd I mean great. it already is out of business. There's nobody in the 145 pound <laughs> division. It's a fake division. There's nobody there. Everyone knows that the real stuff and the real fights and all the real stuff is happening at 135. So she can walk around with that belt all she wants. She's a champion. She's a champion of what? three people you know what i mean so it's it's whatever it's all a facade fair enough uh i think one thing i don't know if uh, I, I don't know if it's fair to say you've learned since you became champion people listen to everything you say now <laughs> i've been waiting for that time i mean I, we don't have to get specific into it but i mean everything you say now is scrutinized and everybody looks over every single <laughs> word are you thinking about it more now are you like hey listen say what you want to say about it. i don't i don't care i'll tell you this I won the biggest fight of my life. I've been grinding at this for 13 years, and then right when I won, boom, two minutes later, I was canceled already for saying some stuff. <laughs> we are living in a canceled culture. You have to be very careful about what you say. Now that I am the champion, I realize that, and now I absolutely need to be more careful about what it is that I say. Uh, obviously, I still want to bring my own personality and, and my own spin to things, but I just have to be very cognizant of what it is that I'm saying because you know you don't want to offend anybody and and gosh I absolutely don't want to offend anyone and I just want to uh, sympathize with everybody and so I I uh, am learning on the job and I am you know not perfect so of course I'm gonna screw up but you know the last couple of months has taught me you know be careful what you say and make sure that you are framing it in a way that's for everybody I don't want to put myself in a box I'll tell you this Juliana first of all nobody can cancel you you're the champion <laughs> like people talk about getting canceled all the time canceled what like all these comedians that are canceled I've seen them live yeah like they're not canceled nobody can cancel you yeah. people want to see you fight so you can't get canceled and two there's no such thing as a bad headline. 
Yeah. Right. Any 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 attention is good attention, no matter what. Yeah. That's just not where I'm trying to go, though. And I just really feel like uh, a little bit foolish in the sense that I've been saying some things that weren't, you know, um, public friendly, I guess you could say. So just uh, another thing to to reminder of, you know, now that you are in this light, you need to be careful about what you say and how you say it because people are listening. Screw everyone. Yeah. No, no, no care. No, don't even worry about it. You're you're good. Uh, you are in high demand around here. I know a lot of people have uh, have been coming up to me. Did you hear Juliana Pandy's here? Like, yes, yeah. I, I know that she's here. Uh, that is awesome. Enjoy the time. It's kind of overwhelming at first, but yeah. I think it's it, it, it'll be fun. It's a good time around here. So yeah. uh, enjoy it. We thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Thank you. The pleasure right. is all mine. There you go. Congratulations you. on the championship, Juliana Pena thank from you. Radio Row here thank in Los you. Angeles. We'll be back after this. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents. Hey, hold on, hold on, Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, dude. Damn, I'm shocked. I can't believe that Adam Hill. Actually, didn't just keep going with Juliana Pena. I heard Pena mention there as we backed out of the interview, I heard Pena mention cancel culture, which uh, always raises your antennas. I'm surprised you didn't talk for another 10 minutes. Well, we, we were having the conversation, but I, I mean, she... It was a little awkward, Steve, I'll admit it, because one of the things she was talking about was my tweet. Oh, really? Yeah. That was on the that was on the, uh, the the real mom versus kind of the fake mom. Yeah. So she said she said the I mom mean, champ, the real she, mom champ. She said I won the championship. I got to the press conference and I was already canceled, and I was like, ooh, yeah, that was my tweet. <laughs> That's not good. But also I mean, recently, fa- fact fact is she wasn't canceled. When you say stuff, sometimes people are going to disagree with you, and then there's a party debate on Twitter. That doesn't mean you got canceled. And that's what I told her. Uh, I was like, I mean, you're. Who cares? You're still the. Cha- you're still going to fight. Right. You're not canceled. You're still fighting. Right. Uh, but also, the other one was. Uh, she just went on Dr. Joe Rogan's podcast a couple weeks ago, and basically was kind of agreeing with him that COVID's not real. And then she had to put out a statement two days ago that said, "I believe COVID's real. I lost a lot of people oh to it. I understand that." I enjoyed the fact that both of you said, at some point, you went, "I'll tell you this." Why? Because it reminded me of Don Rickles, because he used to say that part of his punchline. I don't know why it reminded I thought of that, but one of the greatest comedians of all time. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Adam, halftime show uh, press conference today. Did it go down uh, just a little while ago? It did, upstairs here at the convention center, right above Radio Row. Oh, boy. Uh, we walk in, there's five chairs, and everybody's like, oh, my God, all five people are coming. And I was actually there with... Uh, our friend Gilbert Manzano, who covers the Chargers, and I, and we were both like, wow, Kendrick and Eminem are actually coming to this? This is nuts. And then I said, wait a minute. I think there's two hosts. And then I said, I guarantee it's just Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop, which, by the way, awesome. I mean, that's incredible. But I was like, I bet you the two that don't come are Eminem and Kendrick, and we were correct about that. Um, two NFL Network hosts, including Nate Burleson and uh, MJ Acosta Ruiz, great people. Uh, but they took up two chairs that were supposed to be for for Kendrick and Eminem. So that was a little bit disappointing, but it was an awesome press conference. And Dr. Dre said there will be a surprise. Mm. I think I know. But you think you know or you you think you have the right guess? I think I have the right guess. Is it, is, 
is it along the lines of a holograph? holograph? No, that would be awesome. But I think it's I think it's gonna be fifty. Ah. That's my prediction. What was the one liner? Like, did somebody have the 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 best? Like, I saw you tweet what Dr. Dre said. We're gonna crush this. Mm. But is was yeah. there anything that was a, there was a that had everybody rolling? Uh, well, I, I actually think the uh, the NFL PR guy Brian McCarthy, who is he's awesome, uh, and he actually started off with you know we can't wait for you guys to come over to the pre- to the uh, to the Super Bowl and experience the halftime show over in Inglewood, which is always up to good. I was like, "Wow, that's a nice. good reference wow. for him. Impressive, nice." Um, no chance one of their old buddies could get out of jail to just you know let him let him be up there for like a half an hour. Who shook? Yeah, I don't think so. Come on. Well, now no. that Snoop owns Death Row, <laughs> I was actually talking to some former players today who uh, were talking. They said, "Oh, you know, poor Shug, he's never getting out." I'm like. Oh, no, poor. You know what? Uh, uh, hold on. He's a tremendous individual. I know. What are you doing? That <laughs> yeah, was my bad. Adam. Uh, he is a wonderful human being, a great entrepreneur, and free shook. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Oh, look at look at uh, Ari's like, uh, okay, I'm going to save you. Let me just right. play, the, my, play the stick your hand in there. My eyes are darting around. <laughs> around the building. It's Marion, by the way. Marion Knight. Former UNLV football player. Uh, He's going to kill you for using his real name, by the way. So that's on you. Icky Woods did earlier. Icky Woods in the middle of the show did. He'll use Ari. You heard the man. Stick your hand in there. Elbert can use his real name. He'll use Ari as a drink stirrer. Moving on. Moving on. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Who loves these dopey Raiders blogs that are completely unsourced more? Ari or Willie? (laughs) Ari. I think Willie does. Really? But they are conversation starters. So Willie sent over a story today, some blog claiming that uh, big priorities this offseason, uh, Hunter Renfro needs to be signed and Max Crosby needs to be signed. So I'll throw it at you guys. Is that the Patriot way? No. But, I mean, I think I mean Hunter Renfro is the Patriot way. Well, I mean, if you're going like white to white, Welker to Renfro, the you know the, maybe the love of that. Not even. But just in them. terms of Welker. locking a guy, locking guys up early, I just don't know that they do it. Now that was the old Raiders' way because we remember how many times did uh, Gruden and Mayock lock up a guy, and you're like, oh, okay, a little bit early here. Listen, they need to sign Max Crosby to a long-term deal. Period. I, I don't and, and by the way, Hunter Renfro would be cheaper, so I don't mind signing signing Hunter Renfro. But I also would say, Max Crosby coming off the year that he came off, which is unbelievable, and, and all the hype that he's getting, all the attention that he's getting, which is Exactly. Exactly. Right. I wouldn't do it. Right. I wouldn't do it. I'm not anti-Max Crosby, By the way, he's just, but, but he's going to be overpriced. Max was in the room. I'm, I'm looking around to make sure he's not here, too. But it's not <laughs> It's not the smartest bit. I mean, I guess uh, he could next year turn all those pressures into, like, you know, 10 more sacks and have – whatever you know 17 sacks and then you're like oh we rolled the dice that didn't work but i would be real careful about paying a market rate until one more year passes yeah me too well then and then but then he could play the rod tidwell role right play out play out the contract and then if he does good it's gonna cost you sure but i actually don't like 
I think I think the point is that Max Crosby right now is at like the top of the scale. If he signed an extension, it would be for maybe the biggest defensive end contract we've ever, we've ever seen at this age and coming off this season. Like, how much more could it be after next year if he has a break another breakout season? I, I don't think he can go up that much. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Keep going, Willie. No, I'm just. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, Tyler Cap could go up. His, he could be. He could. He could. He could demand more than what he could demand now. You know, I. I just. If out of the two, out of the two. Long term potential. I believe that Max Crosby is going to be more valuable in his role than Hunter Renfro. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Willie, you sent over a question about food for the Super Bowl of the cities involved. Yeah. Where are you on this one? I would. Well, this two sh- 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 the two foods that I put out there were what the cities are known for: Cincinnati chili, and then this place in L.A. for the 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 French dip sandwich. But the way that it looked was tremendous, and I would definitely go with the sandwich and not the chili. You know, I've um, talked about this before, where I used to host a Super Bowl party and cook the food from the two cities. I, I, I don't know if I'd want to make chili this year. Well, I wouldn't make Cincinnati chili. I could tell you that much. I would make Willie chili. Uh, Adam knows my answer because I'm a devotee to uh, Cincinnati chili. You know yeah, that. But I will also argue that, you know, if it's whether it's Philippe's or whatever you want to mention, the French dip, I don't really believe that that's the official food of L.A. What is? Korean? I think, it, I think it's tacos. Um, okay. I mean, w- would I choose Korean? Absolutely. I like I, I think, you know, Buddha tacos are awesome. I'm not a seafood taco guy, but I think tacos – are the food of LA. I also think, I mean, it's along the same lines because it's a French dip. I also think deli is a very big part of the LA scene. It just, I guess it sure. just depends on what, what sandwich you would pick. Uh, and just along these lines, Steve, first, my first time stepping foot in a restaurant will be tonight. It's a very highly recommended uh, Mexican spot. Not too far away from here that I'm going nice. with some people. Okay. So I'll be able to report on that. Hopefully at some point, at some point, if you don't show up for the show tomorrow well, next week, let me ask you this: since since the since they went the uh, the way of the hip hop culture and with the halftime show, and McCarthy oh. said, "Hey, in Inglewood, always up to good." Can you consider? And I brought it up earlier with Solomon, right down the street from where Adams at, about twelve minutes is Collins Fish Market. Do you do you go the, the role of a soul food? I mean, some great southern restaurants down there, or I mean, Roscoe's. There's a lot of choices. You know, in that LA. was that was that's actually the other one I wanted to mention because I don't listen. I don't know the full genesis of chicken and waffles, but I gotta feel like Roscoe's was one of the first on board with the whole thing. I actually think that that's also a great choice because that's an iconic place that you know is franchised out a little bit now. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking love chicken and waffles, so I think that that'd be in the running in LA as well. Yeah, but you can't put chicken and waffles against Skyline Chili. It's no contest. True. Well, I don't think I think we can put anything for you two guys up against Cincinnati yeah. chili, and you would say whatever the LA food is. You 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 could probably go fifteen meals deep. Actually, 
Hundreds. You're not I, eating Cincinnati chili. You know what? If we're talking L.A., I'll go right around the corner. I'll eat out of a dumpster on Skid Row before I eat Cincinnati chili. That's nice. that's what I. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm it. calling. I'm calling shenanigans on that one. Shenanigans. I'll do it right now. You have to do it. I want to see it. Throw it on the oh, IG man. story. Adam, I wish you would walk over to. It's funny. I wish you would walk because you love downtown. Um, I wish you would walk over to Pico and Grand. And go check out the area because uh, one of our buddies who does radio out of Canada on Sports Grid Radio, uh, Gabe Morenti, took a picture over there and he was like, uh, basically like, oh, this is hardcore. And I'm like, I, dude, I don't think that's hardcore. <laughs> like it's, You're a couple it's blocks six away. Blocks, <laughs> it's six blocks from from uh, whatever they call it now, the Lakers Arena. I'm like, that ain't that ain't real hardcore, man. No. I'll go take a real hardcore picture Saturday night. You're not taking a hardcore picture. Right I now, might not. I might cut it out. Willie, great job. Uh, get on down to Silver 7 this weekend to watch the big game. They got 77 cent beers during the game. You can also uh, play just a little bit and you get the uh, big game shirt. Adam, great job with all the interviews. Really, really good job. Uh, and, and getting all those interviews on Radio uh, Row. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Ari, fine job as well. <laughs>